Dr. Balgar here. This podcast is on malignancies of the head and neck from an outstanding chapter on malignancies of the head and neck authored by Glenn Hanna and Jokin H. Lorch, MD. Glenn Hanna is assistant professor at Harvard Medical School and Dr. Jokin Lorch is associate professor at Harvard Medical School. Both are faculty physicians at the Dana-Faber Cancer Institute. The chapter is derived from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Head and neck cancers are a diverse group of malignancies that are relatively uncommon but often demonstrate aggressive behavior and are frequently associated with significant morbidity and mortality. The head and neck is a complicated anatomic region and is often divided into the nasal antrum, oral cavity, pharynx, and larynx. Given that each anatomic subdivision yields different tumors and often warrants a varied treatment approach. The oral cavity includes lips, buccal mucosa, alveolar ridge, and retromolar trigone, floor of the mouth, heart palate, oral tongue, that is anterior two-thirds, the larynx includes supraglottis, that is false cords, arytenoids, epiglottis, and arytenoepiglottic fold, glottis, and subglottis. The pharynx includes nasopharynx, oropharynx, and hypopharynx. Oropharynx includes base of the tongue, soft palate, tonsillar pillar, and fossa. Pathophysiology of head and neck cancers in 2011. 14,380 men and women, that is 29,620 men and 11,760 women were diagnosed with malignancies involving the oral cavity and pharynx in the US and 7,890 deaths occur from these malignancies. An additional 12,260 men and women were diagnosed with laryngeal cancer and 3,600 630 will succumb to this malignancy. More than 90% of all head and neck malignancies are squamous cell carcinoma. Much of the understanding gained in regards to pathophysiology of these tumors relates to the oncogenic changes that occur in various tumor suppression genes which promote tumor genesis. Understanding the molecular oncogenesis of head and neck cancers has led to the development of some novel targeted therapeutic agents. The epidermal growth factor receptor, EGFR, is overexpressed in 90% of the cases while activating mutations that are frequently found in non-small cell lung cancer are rare in head and neck malignancies which are of squamous cell origin. Over half of all head and neck malignancies which are squamous cell carcinomas contain an inactivating TP53 mutation. Phosphoinositide 3 kinase, that is PIK3 signaling, has been subject of much research in the last several years. PIK3CA encodes the catalytic subunit of a functional PI3K heterodimer containing activating mutations in 10 to 20% of adenic malignancies of squamous cell origin. More recently, the notch pathway was described as having a tumor suppressive effect on head and neck squamous cell cancers. 
Two large studies demonstrated that roughly 15% of these malignancies contain mutations in the NOTCH1 gene. This gene encodes four receptors and two groups of ligands that binds and translocate to the nucleus following a conformational change and are responsible for cell maturation and terminal differentiation. There is a growing body of evidence that supports the role of human papillomavirus infection in the development of head and neck cancers, especially HPV type 16. As many as 75% of oropharyngeal squamous cell carcinomas are associated with HPV infection. Patients are on average 5 to 10 years younger than non-HPV related cases and the prognosis for curable disease stages is excellent. The HPV related oncoproteins E6 and E7 target P53 and PRB pathways through degradation and further mutations as seen in HPV negative tumors are infrequent. There is a strong association between EBV infection and the development of the endemic form of nasopharyngeal carcinoma. Principal causes of head and neck malignancies Major risk factors associated with head and neck malignancies include tobacco and alcohol use, prior neck irradiation and certain viral infections such as EBV and HPV. Oral infection with HPV is associated with increased risk of oropharyngeal cancer independent of tobacco or alcohol use. EBV infections are associated with nasopharyngeal carcinoma, in particular non-keratinizing and poorly differentiated WHO types 2 and 3, which is endemic to sub-Saharan Africa, Eastern Asia, the Mediterranean and some Caribbean regions. Other identified risk factors include sun exposure for cutaneous malignancies, and environmental exposures, example dust and wood. Epidemiologic studies demonstrate that vitamin A, beta-carotene and alpha-tocopherol may be associated with decreased risk of head and neck malignancies. What are the keys to history and physical examination? A detailed history regarding the patient's prior or current tobacco and alcohol use Environmental exposures or prior neck irradiation are important in establishing risk. Patients with head and neck malignancies often present with a lump detected in the neck, often on self-examination, or with symptoms related to the primary tumor, such as throat pain with difficulty swallowing, earache, and hearing changes, voice changes including hoarseness and difficulty breathing. Recurrent Otitis media can indicate obstructive lesions in the nasopharynx and referred ear pain is frequent in the cancer of the oropharynx. The physical examination should include a thorough evaluation of the head and neck region. This should begin with an assessment of the overlying skin surfaces including the scalp. Cranial nerves should be individually assessed. The eyes, ears, nose and oral cavity should be closely examined for evidence of mass effect or fullness, bleeding and friability or atypical mucosal lesions. The cervical lymph node change should be palpated carefully and the thyroid examined. Nasopharyngolaryngoscopy provides a more complete evaluation of the upper aerodigestive tract and can often be performed in the clinical setting. 
helpful diagnostic testing for risk stratification and staging of head and neck malignancies. CT imaging remains the most informative diagnostic study in the evaluation of a potential head and neck malignancy. It is often utilized to identify the primary location of a suspected lesion, gauge the tumor burden and local involvement, and detect the presence of lymph node involvement and neck metastasis. CT is favorable in soft tissue discrimination in, the, in this region and surpasses MRI in detecting bony erosion. PET scan has a role in the evaluation of head and neck malignancies given the ability to distinguish between benign and malignant lesions, identify metastases and evaluate for recurrence. It is often useful when combined with CT imaging such as PET-CT. If a lower neck lymph node is identified, CT imaging below the head and neck region may be helpful to identify lung cancer or intra-abdominal malignancies that may have metastasized to the neck region. Importantly, in the absence of metastatic lung involvement, there is minimal yield to imaging the abdomen and pelvis for distant metastatic disease. Once a potential primary lesion is identified, biopsy is recommended. Fine needle aspiration is often sufficient when cervical lymph node involvement is suspected. Endoscopic evaluation under anesthesia with biopsy by an otolaryngologist is often required to identify and obtain tissue from primary tumors. The TNM staging system published maintains uniformity in staging of head and neck cancer. Staging of head and neck cancer is based on tumor and involved lymph node size and location and is strongly correlated with prognosis. The majority of patients present with potentially curative locally advanced disease that is stage 3 or stage 4 disease. In TNM staging T or primary tumor the stages include TX where primary tumor cannot be assessed T0, no evidence of primary tumor. TIS, which is carcinoma in situ. T1, tumor confined to the nasal pharynx or tumor extends to oropharynx and or nasal cavity without parapharyngeal extension. For example, without posterior lateral infiltration of the tumor. T2 is tumor with pharyngeal or parapharyngeal extension that is posterior lateral infiltration of the tumor. T3, tumor involves bony structures of skull base and or paranasal sinuses. T4, tumor with intracranial extension and or involvement of cranial nerves, hypopharynx or orbit or with extension to the infratemporal fossa or masticator space. The second part of the TNM classification is N or regional lymph node involvement. NX is where regional nodes cannot be assessed. N0, no regional lymph node metastasis. N1 is unilateral metastasis in cervical nodes with which are less than or equal to 6 cm in greatest dimension above the supraclavicular fossa and or unilateral or bilateral retropharyngeal lymph nodes equal to or less than 6 cm in greatest dimension. Midline nodes are considered ipsilateral nodes. N2 is bilateral metastasis in cervical lymph nodes 
with size equal to or less than 6 centimeters in greatest dimension above the supraclavicular fossa. Midline nodes are considered ipsilateral nodes. N3, metastasis in a lymph node greater than 6 centimeters and or to the supraclavicular fossa. Again, midline nodes are considered to ipsilateral nodes. N3A is greater than 6 centimeters in dimension. N3B extension to the supraclavicular fossa. The third component of the TNM classification is M or distant metastasis. M0 no distant metastasis and M1 distant metastasis. This concludes the first part of a two podcast series on head and neck malignancies from an outstanding chapter on head and neck malignancies by Dr. Glenn Hanna and Dr. Yochin Lorch, MD, both faculty physicians at Harvard Medical School and the Dana-Faber Cancer Institute. This chapter is derived from an outstanding chapter from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com.